Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast number 162. I am Chris and I will be your host today. I'm joined by Keza. Hello. Luke. Hello. Daniel. Welcome. And Rich. Hello. And we will of course be making your job as host as difficult as possible today. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I'll just talk over you all the time. It'll be great. Everyone will love it. It's a normal day in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today we'll be talking (laughs) some Star Wars. We'll be talking some COD. Uh, we'll be talking about 2012 <laughs> in general, but first up, we've got some Xbox action, I believe. X-Baction. We're going no? with that? Okay. We're not going with What's X-Baction. So, um, basically, there's been a report today that there will be two versions of the next Xbox, one being uh, the pathetic, sad version, yeah. and one being the version that everybody actually wants. So, to to expand on that very slightly, the first console is the... Like like an Apple TV kind of set-top box thing, is that about right, Daniel? This is, this is the comparison that I made. Because, yes. Well, <laughs> it seems like it's with. like it's the Xbox, but it doesn't play any of the games that you'd want to play on it. Yeah, so it just plays the, like downloadable. The, the Y the... box, if you will. Um, hey. So uh, I imagine it'll be able to play like sort of downloadable games like mm. you, your Angry Birds, etc., etc. But also, it's you would have Netflix, or have all the video apps, or the other kind of apps, which is kind of like an Apple TV. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to link in, I think, with some of um, Xbox, like Microsoft's other products. Because people have said that recently, in recent history, um, every time Microsoft demo their Xbox, going, no, well, Xbox isn't just a games console; it's this entertainment hub. Well, this is just the Xbox entertainment hub. Yeah, without, the bit that nobody wants. Yeah, without the big CPU and all the RAM and all that, which will play next-gen games. So it'll still play casual games and Xbox Live Arcade games, so you'll still be able to play The Walking Dead, I guess. You assume it'll stream things, um, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it also is going to use Windows 8. Uh, but this the is the easiest way for them to get into every living room, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's good for casual low, low, gamers, Low barrier of entry. Like, if you want... You know, because the way that you access TV is always changing. If you can really? go to my mum, my mum might even get this type of xbox she'll never buy a 600 pound next gen xbox but like a little set top box that gives her iplayer on her tv all that stuff but wouldn't it be confusing for you know customers if you were like i bought an xbox i'm gonna go buy an xbox game from the, a shop the and branding you come home and you would can't be tricky yeah it'd be just really confusing because you just you'd expect any xbox game to run on something called an xbox wouldn't you yeah mm. that's the police coming for us to <laughs> arrest us for revealing Microsoft's secrets the second um, option here that's uh, this this is from The Verge by the way who, who are usually quite reliable as a tech site and they say these are insider sources at Redmond Insiders which is Redmond. Microsoft HQ so yeah um, but this is apparently part of a larger Microsoft strategy to ensure that its core Xbox software is scalable to run on a variety of devices yeah, they're looking at phones and TVs. They just want to get it everywhere, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Xbox is integrated already quite successfully into the Windows Phone. Just no one has a Windows Phone, so I, it's beautifully done. But just no one has it. So yeah. I think I have a, I have, I have one at home that I got because my old phone was rubbish. So I got that yeah. one free, and it's so bad I can't use it. I just, yeah. I hate the the is fonts just, are terrible. Is it a door wedge? Are you using it as a door wedge? Well, it's a be- the thing is the Nokia phones. The new Nokia phones are really, really nice. And it's such a shame because I just can't bear the Microsoft operating system or I would Other use it all the time. Bit of a sticking point, that. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame, but it's it's like part of the problem I have with it, and this is really pedantic, but it has every kind of screen has a heading like Friends or Life or Xbox Live or whatever, and they've made the font just slightly too big for the screen so that it's supposed to be stylistic so that the word kind of runs off uh, the edges of the screen. Yeah. Mm. But I, c- I can't even look at it. It annoys me so much being an editor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the formatting's wrong. you got the formatting wrong. Or if they made their operating system dyslexic. Perhaps. That's just cruel. I don't <laughs> like the idea of Windows 8 running on everything. Has anyone used Windows 8 that, yet? That's the idea, though, isn't it? I mean, they just want to integrate all their gadgets and everything to work on well, the same platform. Well, mm. You know, it's like iOS is on yeah. everything. And the way that iOS developed in a certain way, and then Mac OS incorporated certain things like el- elastic scrolling, all yeah. that sort of things went back into Lion. It's crazy. It's kind. Of, they've all kind of merged now. Yeah. But the key fundamental difference here is that the iOS platform is good, whereas Windows Seven has been universally hated by most people, and is also mm. Windows. Yeah, which doesn't help. Do you reckon Google do an I like Android for desktops? Well. You get Android Android laptops, can you? For a while, you can get Chromebooks. Yeah, but they're but they, they're, they're very limited. No, no, they they've only just been released. They're moderately successful, well, but they have to be online. Yeah, the the new Chromebooks just been released. I picked one up last year at some point, which was the first Chromebook, and I got on with it quite well. It was quite good. A, a, a similar outlook in life. Friend. Similar <laughs> outlook in life. Similar social circle. Because they're so cheap, aren't they? They are. The they're ridiculously cheap, ridiculously fast, and I mean, when are you not ever connected now as well? Well, on a plane. Or, or trains, or in Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the main problem. The main problem. Yeah. The reason we can get optic fiber in Blackburn, which really? is amazing, because you know they don't have anything else. <laughs> Still using <laughs> don't don't clean water. Don't have a toilet inside. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> don't even have a toilet outside. They're just shitting their wallflowers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is good for them. So yeah, moving, moving on. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, next story is um, Sony is junk. Apparently. So moving on, Luke, next story. <laughs> so this is actually a technical term. I know nothing about economics or business, so I had to look this up. And um, junk is a technical term for bond ratings when they go below a B, triple B minus or a BAA. Uh, of course, yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. So like bra a- sizes for bonds. A- uh, colloquially, they're colloquially known as junk bonds, which means they're at higher risk of defaulting, whatever that means, and other adverse credit events, whatever that means. Basically, mean yeah. It's kind of. Like, I think it's just kind of. Don't you, buy or you're Luke, why do you know these things? Why do know? I know these? Things? Yeah, is it because you're really rich? No, it's because I actually. You know, I are you really rich? Things. No. Oh. So th- this. You know my wage. <laughs> th- th- this um this downgrading comes from a credit agency, very respectable one called Fitch, and they've decreased a Sony along with Panasonic, um. But I guess this comes as no great surprise because Sony have had a pretty torrid time. They've had seven straight quarters of financial loss, I think. Incredibly rough year. Yeah, so you know, there's just, there's you know several reasons for this. There's um, high competition in all the products that they were once world leaders in. Yeah. Competition from the likes of Samsung and Apple. Um, high competition, weak economic conditions, strong yen, etc, etc. But a little bit of positive um, activity at the end of this is they think that Sony's doing everything they can to turn around its fortunes. They do like if you want to turn around what's happening to them and stop the decline and even reversing it, they're doing all the right things. That's great. But you know, will this downgrading help it or make it worse? Um, I think it turns off. It turns off investors is kind of the big. Yeah, because the perception makes the perception. It's so bad perception, worse. but I think it's just inevitable. That this has to be done. You yeah. know, there's no way it can't. Because why it, do they have to call it junk? Well, that's just mean. That's kicking a dog while it's down. Yeah. Mm. 
think kicking it's a, a dog while it's down. That's not the phrase. Thank you. going to make a weird Samsung Korean dog eating joke. Uh, that would have been quite stretched. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so Kazurai was appointed as CEO of Sony back in April, and he's already like sort of in- initiated like cost-cutting measures and redundancies and all those sort of things Super to cares. help it save money. Um, but yeah, it's a bit sad. Mm. Visa, you know, Visa wasn't a huge success, so that wasn't. But I mean, none of the companies doing that. Well, I mean, Nintendo's been hit by loss after loss, and then this week we did that whole kind of we use profitable after one game. Apple's sale doing quite thing. well. Yeah. <laughs> True. Disney's doing quite. Well. Um, but yeah, no, like after one game sale, like now we use profitable. So you know, I think it's just a, it's a difficult yeah, time. It's, it's, it's a hard time. For, yeah, it's the end of the cycle. And there's not much excitement around video games at the moment, just in general from investors because mm. it's been quite flat for so long. So I think when everyone starts announcing new they stuff, we'll be more invested buoyant. in a lot of new IPs. So that might that might serve them in good stead. And there'll probably be a new PlayStation out next year. I think the Vita's got a long life. Like I think it'll it'll be compatible with whatever the PlayStation Four is. And yeah. uh, you know the PlayStation P, the PlayStation P, the PlayStation Portable had a much better start, but it did sort of take off after a few years. Also, I still haven't played Shadow of the Colossus on my Vita yet. Do you know PlayStation Plus on the Vita is brilliant? Isn't yeah, it? apparently that's great. Well, like, it kind of almost pays for itself. Yeah, you, what you get in the first minute, you get Uncharted, and you Gravity get Gravity Rush, Rush which is yeah, no, that's brilliant. Game. It's absolutely brilliant. Is also, I've, I've been playing some crossplay stuff just to try it out, and it's really, really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is amazing that you can play people play any mixture any combination of playstation vita and ps3 it's um playstation also as battle royale yeah that is great that's quite technically quite an achievement achievement, i think i'm impressed an achievement yeah Yeah, Yeah, just um just echoing me quite a trophy uh luke you know a lot about kids i do i do you are one (laughs) thank you you spend a lot of time with youngsters i do (laughs) Uh, wait what? what what have you learned about them um, I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned quite a lot from asking them. They're quite small. Uh, yeah, from asking their opinion. They like candy. Um, yeah, they're very trusting. Um, basically, <laughs> wow. um, Nielsen has conducted a scan. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Uh, They're not no, dead. They've conducted is dead. <laughs> Bridget. Too soon. They've uh, conducted a scan. Not a scan, a survey in America um, asking kids between the ages of 6 and 12 what they would most like to... Well, it says um, what they have interest in buying in the next six months. Children don't really have sweets. <laughs> Children don't what really have do money. <laughs> Those are fancy items in this. <laughs> I saw Children don't a have light money. Saber. Children don't want to buy anything. Children want to receive dog. Like, gifts. Um, so yeah, anyway, asking them which tech items they'd like. And quite, well, I don't know. I think it's quite surprising. Um, loads of iOS devices. The top five, four of them are iOS devices. Um, Apple wins again. Yeah, so the iPad comes first. 48% of those asked want them. Um... Then the it's Wii U is expensive well, for kids. Well, the Wii U is second, interestingly. Thirty-nine oh, percent want that. But yeah, then the iPod Touch and the iPad Mini with thirty-six percent each, and then the iPhone thirty-three percent. What would they do with them? Why would you buy a child <laughs> an iPhone? Well, in fairness, this, they're not that bright because thirty-one percent want to connect. So, you know, <laughs> is, is it, <laughs> children saying. not is that this bright. Asking children what they want out of anything in the world or asking what technology tech, tech things tech because there's yeah, but wouldn't, like, if you were a child wouldn't you just tick everything because that mm, that's what to, I would do it makes more sense to me that it was tech stuff yeah I mean they and d- I, could, I can't understand why a six year old wants an iPhone but I guess if your mum and dad have got them yeah. and your older brothers and sisters you yeah. want what they've got especially I bet if your mum and dad use them to like pacify you yeah you watch this you bet you've played you bet you've played you never see any child under 10 today without an iPhone just being shoved into its hands on the tube but the greatest device parents what is quite interesting is they also then asked people over 13, um, and that includes adults, um, what they wanted. 
And again, tablo- um, tablets and um, computers came top, but le- like the brand didn't matter so much. So at the top, it was you know the Kindle H, you know Kindle Fire, uh, you know Android tablets. So like there's all more these variety. Things. Yeah, more variety. Yeah, more, and it, was more. Still, it was still tablets that were the most wanted. Well, kids are really susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah, and like branding. That. Like they've done studies on that. Kids will always want you know. Just, like you can get them the, the exact same yeah, pair yeah. of trainers, but if it Perception, hasn't got the Nike yeah. on, and then it's not the right play, ones. Play, yeah. room, playground pressure. But brilliantly, the least the least wanted item. Can you guess what the least wanted item for both age groups? You. Is? Me, <laughs> not certainly not for the youngsters. It was um, <laughs> Wait, too far. No. It was um, the Apple TV. Uh, the Apple TV. No one wants Apple TVs, apparently, because uh, they don't have TVs. It's mm. actually rubbish. I know, right? Oh, that's interesting, though. Yeah, so no, taking over the world, especially when we just said that Xbox is trying to bring out its own Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Wants it. and nobody wants Apple TVs, but smart TVs do quite well. But you know, Windows, ha- Microsoft has a long tradition that's very true to of releasing products no one wants. Yeah. That's very Ooh. true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Let's, let's go around the room. Daniel, what did you most want in the world? The one thing when you were six? Oh, when I was six, I wanted, I can't, I can't remember, what was it called? It was like the snowman that you could use to make ice creams. Mr. Oh, Frosty. Mr. Oh, Frosty. Yeah, I wanted this. It was um, basically cheap white plastic. It was in the shape of a snowman. You could open him up and like, you can make ice pops in his lungs yeah. and slush from his belly. And my mum, I used every year, mum, I want this. I used to highlight it in the August catalogue. And she went, no, because you'll use it once and it'll be a sticky mess. Uh, and you'll never <laughs> use it again. And I said, well, I really want it. And she went, what was no. she talking about? <laughs> exactly. What have you done to it? I don't know. That's why we should even get it for me. That's why I never had soft toys either. <laughs> Rich. Or any, or, or any uh, Christmas. Moving on. No Christmas yeah, Rich, flashlights what did you either. What in the world when you were six? Um, oh, God, when I was six. I don't know. Um, when I was six, I'm not really too sure. Around that age, I was kind of. I always. What are you laughing? What was <laughs> that? Like, I just like the way he's expressing it. He's like, oh my I'm, god. I'm just trying to think. You always remember the thing you wanted the most, but you remember it more if you didn't ever get it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, maybe maybe I got what I wanted. Maybe I was a bit spoiled when I was younger. <laughs> but um, Buzz Lightyear and yeah. Woody, like wanted them. I feel really mm. old. Which one most? You only have one. Uh, Buzz. Buzz. Oh, conventional. Kezza. Snes. Snes. Or maybe a Game Boy, actually. I spent four years lobbying my parents for a Game Boy. They eventually bought me one when I was about 11. Aww. But four years is a long time for a small child to continue that's to want the same thing. That's a long time for no Tetris. Yeah, mm. it was. <laughs> Luke? I quite wanted a hamster, but my parents wisely didn't trust me with animals. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they <laughs> tried to pretty star. I think it was. So Luke, so Luke's, Luke, Luke's right. a paedophile and does felching. Yeah, that's, 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 what, we that's <laughs> what we've established. <laughs> Rich is down with the terminology. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, no, other than that, I did want, I wanted um, an N64 for the longest time, and I, um, I got one, but like after, like three years after it released, when it was just, a bit <laughs> I don't want it anymore. You know, <laughs> you want what you can't have, and when you get it, it's just like, well, yeah, that, that happened. I felt, I felt sorry for my parents about the SNES because they got us the SNES for Christmas, and then the N64 came out the following June. Oh. Mm. My mum so did we ended that up getting that. She got me a NES like the year, like six months before SNES came out. It's because they were cheaper then. Yeah. And t- what, what does, what does, what did six year old? Felt really ungrateful. Ewok. Ewok. Yeah. An actual Ewok. Yeah. Or like a toy one. I either wanted I either wanted an Ewok or wanted to become an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like my two wishes. Well, as an adult, you've actually come quite close quite to hairy. becoming an Ewok. <laughs> quite hairy. Yeah. That counts. And I got, ah, to meet jump, Warwick, jump. I got to meet Warwick Davis. You're not little yeah, enough, though. Several times. Um, Daniel. You got what some... did you actually want, though? What was the no, thing? it was an Ewok. I asked my parents. I wrote a letter to Santa saying I want an Ewok. 
It's oh a bit God. mental, really. Chris, that's, yeah. like, oh, that's oh, actually oh. really sweet. I really like that idea. Oh, God, we're really, we're really discovering a lot about that's each other That's really today, cute. Yeah. That's it's actually broken my heart a little bit that you couldn't have an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> one day! I'll get one day! These new Star Wars movies! Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> gonna happen. Gonna oh, I quite wanted a Mogwai on a similar note. Quite well, you could have got a Furby. They're basically the same yeah. thing. Oh, I did, I did back want out. a Furby, but I didn't get one of them either because I think it was too close to me. They're back out this Christmas, by the way. Yeah, we've got LED eyes. Are they? Oh, my God. Oh, it's just like an That's the must-have must, must toy this year. Well, Secret Santa. It's weird, it's weird, isn't it? I've noticed this since I've Secret become an adult, is that the most the must-have Christmas toys, it's starting to become the ones that I had when I was a kid mm. again. Mm. It's starting to come around in a circle. Yeah. It's and weird. Ewok. If I get you for Secret Santa, up, if I get Secret Santa, I'm going to spend the preceding four weeks. Warwick Davis bound and gagged. I'm going to teach a guinea pig how to walk. <laughs> Time legs and put, it put into a little a robe on it. Oh, yeah. Crystal, well, I've got you. <laughs> he just walks into the office. Next time, next time we get Warren Davis into the office, I'm going to ask him to do a little cameo for you, Chris. Yeah, I wanted to dress up and do the wub wub dance. He's good. He, he can take. I've, tra- I've trained him to take down the ATST. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, next story, Rich. Would have to be really tiny so ATST. How long have you guys ever played a video game for? Straight. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> Luke. Hey, Luke Luke's an MMO guy so I'm looking forward uh, to this answer yeah no I would say probably maybe 36 hours so that's a long time mm. what without sleeping or eating what no sleeping? well I, you obviously eat at the same yeah, time yeah without sleeping yeah okay mm. 36 yeah. hours is really a I long time 36 hours is a long time how about 135 hours did he die I would kill dead. myself dead so this guy <laughs> 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 yeah, so he, so he played it for four hours. He was dead for the rest. No one checked. No one checked. We just thought he was really bad. They were filming him and everything. <laughs> Frozen in well, position around the controller. What's that? Who's, the, who's this guy, Rich? So this guy is—he's he been playing Black Ops Two for five and a half days straight. What's was he doing with to him? raise money? Or? <laughs> For any uh, any reason, it's just an attention seeker. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, for the Guinness World Record, um, right. so he's now got that Guinness World Record for the longest gaming session ever. Um, it actually took seven days to complete because you're allowed to take a ten minute break every hour. That's what the rules stipulate. But players can build up that time so that they can have a longer break if they want to. Or if they need a big poo as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which in this picture it looks like he really does. Oh, but imagine the, con- the, the constipation that he must be experiencing. Well, the I mean, if you look at this, it genuinely she's massaging his back. Um, Do you get someone to massage your back whilst you defecate? Don't you? Well, <laughs> to be fair, there's not there's not a lot of room with a cistern. So, so I, guess, I guess he would have had to save up the time and slept at some point because you can't stay awake. He for must five have days. done. But yeah, so seven days to complete in total. But he played it for five and a half days straight. Maybe he was doing that micro sleep thing where you go to sleep once every four hours for yeah. twenty minutes. Because yeah. otherwise, mag- like micro napping. Mm. Um, um, but he's only thirty seventh on the leaderboard. After all that. After time. all that. So. Oh, so why is this news? <laughs> it's the longest ever session. Oh, he's 37th on what leaderboard? Oh, sorry, on, on COD. So, uh, yeah. But I suppose you wouldn't be that good if you hadn't slept for six days, would you? Yeah. No, that's no, true. You, you, especially that game, that makes you feel exhausted after 25 mm. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just the adrenaline. He does look angry. So well done. I had to play, uh, at Gamescom, they were showing COD off, and um, I'd, I'd had no sleep because I, I went out and then went on the plane at like five in the morning. 
So I'd had no sleep at all, and I had to play COD for about four hours at a preview event, and I felt like I was going to just... The, the, all the chemicals of my brain, like the, the sort of anger and adrenaline that you get playing that game, I thought it was going to kill me. I felt like on the verge of having a mental breakdown with just no sleep for one day. Yeah. No sleep. Is, I had it last week when I went to Toronto, and then I had to do an all-night uh, film set visit, and uh, yeah, I was interviewing a couple of people at about half three, four o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't focus. I, I wasn't paying... I couldn't listen to what they were saying really I was trying to write and I couldn't write stuff down it was oh like no. I'm going to die here I'm going to die thousands of miles away from home on, in the corner of a film set behind a prop <laughs> and you're, and you're, and you're always messed up because they brought through this actress who was really pretty and you were I like, couldn't even look I couldn't even focus on her you were like, like come on Chris yeah. go pull it together go pull it together pull it together I'm sure she's just getting loads of attention from dudes she must have thought what's going with this guy he can't even look at me <laughs> why is this journalist oh, oh, through why is, it, is he had a stroke <laughs> she's probably like oh it's sad he can't um, even look can her you he can't even look people you in the eye uh, not really no I'm not supposed no. to talk about it till no. films are out till February 2014 no. is it really yeah wow that's Although a pretty early set the production's set, listening to this it might have been Robocop <laughs> she interviewed one of my heroes but we'll talk about Michael some other time. Yeah. yeah that was pretty awesome but yeah I can't talk all about it but they could have rebuilt me as it was Robocop <laughs> if I had died there. I could have come back as a fucking android. Imagine you going <laughs> back know into the office. <laughs> Usually when people go away on trips to come back with biscuits, Chris just comes back with a motorcycle and a futuristic body. Guns for arms. <laughs> people on their Chris, toes. you've got guns for arms. When did that happen? Just can't type yeah. anymore. Oh, help. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the gun show. <laughs> hey. um, I have a bit of Star Wars news. Love a bit uh, which I think we're going to have Star Wars news every week for the next the next decade um, but what did it happen with before where every week there'd be some news what was the, what was, the, was it Avatar um, movies Batman wise, Batman, Batman news yeah it was fucking it was Batman, Batman yeah. Fanon, not doing Batman 4 did you, did you know he's not doing Batman 4 he's not doing Batman 4 he's not doing lots of things but this is actual news so they've announced the guy that's writing the stories for the three Star Wars movies and he's writing the first screenplay and that's Michael Arndt who did um, Toy Story 3 we knew that but they've now announced who's doing parts two and three uh, on, what is it, nine and ten? Shouldn't it have... Eight and nine. Eight and nine. <laughs> um, it's the, the second one, or the ninth, or the eighth <laughs> one. <laughs> is, um, numbers. The numbers don't matter. It's, it's Lawrence Kasdan, uh, which is a very interesting choice because he wrote the script for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mm. So they're properly going back to the beginning. How old is he now? Uh, I don't know. He's... A, he's well, he be, he's about the same age as kind of Lucas and Spielberg. Okay, like so 60s. it's he's still you know it's unlikely he'll die during production then. Empire was his um, Empire was his first film he ever wrote actually. That's quite a good one. And he also wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. So isn't there going to be a bit of a kind of continuity slash tone problem <laughs> if they've got three completely different scriptwriters for all of them? Um, I don't think so because I think Kathleen Kennedy, who's overseeing the whole project, is having story meetings with all of them. They're all meeting with each other. They've got one guy, I think, outlining the story for the three films, the story arc. And slightly, but, you know, movie trilogies have slightly different writers. Like the Batman trilogy, Norman's Batman trilogy had different yeah. writers. That's that's interesting. I'd like to know more because you always you always hear so much about the director and not yeah, as the much writer about is the like writer. Really, but yeah, I mean, you look at any TV series, and each episode is written by someone different, but they manage to. And that know, is very true. Yeah, Homeland and The Wire and things. Yeah, but, but that want... that's probably a good model for it because they have a big writing team and they'll sit together and hash out the big arc. Yeah, and, and then they'll, they'll go, go away, away come in, back. write individually or in pairs. So yeah. it's a similar yeah. sort of system. I so guess. this this fella's an awesome shout. I think any Star Wars fan, true Star Wars fan, will be happy that he's writing one. He wrote, and then he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back. So he's a good choice. Yeah. He uh, he also wrote 
The no. bodyguard. No. <laughs> um, and uh, Simon Kinberg is writing the third one. He's a much younger guy. And he hasn't had quite as strong a kind of back catalogue. He did X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, this Means War. Did he do First Class? Uh, Jumper. He did X-Men First Class, though, which was good. His first script was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which was... Why have they given it to this fuck knuckle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. no. Sigh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so really not sure what to make of him, but okay. I'm hearing that the X-Men script is really good, Days yeah. of Future Past. Um, is he, does he do that as well? Yes. Okay. Sometimes, you know, those things can be good scripts and still get butch- butchered. And... Yeah. Yeah. So, like so Mr. Smith was... Mr. Smith was all right. Mm. Made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Well, um, that's because it had everyone was looking Brangelina. to see just every, the affair. Everyone wanted to look at Brangelina. <laughs> Detect it. Detect the affair. <laughs> Smell the adultery. So yeah, that's the news. I mean, <laughs> Croups, you're a Star Wars fan. What do you reckon? Um, I don't think you could argue with them getting Kazdan involved. I think if you want to placate fans, or you know at least get them on board initially, you've done the two best things. You've got rid of Lucas, and you've got somebody back who actually made Empire Strikes back one of the great films that, of the 70s yeah he's interesting he's got the second yeah. film again in the trilogy yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. so actually you could read into that that it's going to be a dark darker one, one yeah. twist yeah. at the end I don't know mm. it's just interesting that as well like maybe they trust him to bridge it quite well in terms mm. of like you know cliffhanger as well again I remain optimistic about the Star Wars movies and yeah. I, you can't I don't think you can be down on them I think it's better to be positive they could be amazing and if they're not it doesn't matter the originals still exist yep. seriously yeah. they do just, and just ignore the, pre- <laughs> ignore the pre- yeah. So that's a little glimpse into the future, but what about the past? Mm. Keza, what have you we, missed in 2012? We were talking a lot today about the things that we've, like games that you might have just not played, missed out on in 2012, because it's been quite, we've all had a really busy year, um, just in general. And although it's not been, a, I don't think it's been a vintage year for games, that's fair. But all of the interesting stuff that has come out, because we've had no Dark Souls, we had no Skyrim, we had no Deus Ex, we had no, you know, the COD was was COD again. There was no um, Skyward Sword. There was nothing, you know, a lot of the big stuff wasn't as exciting. What we did have was an awful lot of smaller, more interesting games. But we were wondering which ones have you missed this year? Which things that might you just not have played that were really good? What have you missed, Keza? I missed. Have you made yourself a list, haven't you? I have made a list. I made a list of all the ones that are going on our list of games you might have missed. I missed. Um, that's, a, that's a good list to have. For so this. Are list you of games play you might have missed. Christmas? Yeah, this this is basically yeah. It's a good kind of suggestions for things to do in your time off. Because um, I think that as for my 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 first one that I'd recommend that I didn't miss, but it's Sleeping Dogs, mm, which good. was like the basically GTA Hong Kong. It used to be um, true crime. Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Actually, playing that actually kind of got me more excited for You've GTA. You've finished again. it, haven't you? Yeah, I've completed Sleeping Dogs. Um, I haven't done the DLC, but I've completed the original. So you, you talk about it because I've got other things to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, no, well, it's quite a lot of fun. Like I went in kind of not really knowing much about it. Um, and as I say, like I've played I've played all the GTAs. Um, well, I've played San Andreas and 4. And yeah, no, fun. But um, I wasn't really looking forward to 5 that much. And lots of people just kind of assumed uh, Sleeping Dogs would be a rip-off. And it isn't actually, the tone's quite different, the story's quite good. No guns. Um, well, some guns. Is it more, is it more serious than GTA? Yeah, like, I mean... It, well, it's kung fu there's, movie. There's still, there's still humour in okay. it, but it's a different kind of... Because t- obviously, you know, Rockstar are quite tongue-in-cheek, you know, piss-takey. But in actual fact, this is kind of a bit... The humour in it is quite dark in places as well. Yeah, there's a lot is, of really gruesome humour. And it's very kind of, you know, um, dealing with, you know, the um, 
like there's, it's it's brutal as well like really quite grim so no it, it's good it's very hong kong kind of like i thought it was movie. it was a lot darker than i expected it to be because mm. um i kind of for some reason i thought it was going to be like saints row i don't know why i thought that but i started playing it and it's actually just it's like a really really good kung fu movie mm. um but it's you know more gang focused and there's a sort of american slash chinese cultural crossover there and there's a lot of hitting you know most of the fighting is actually hitting people Rather than shooting, like, no, you know, crouching behind cover and shooting okay. people. It very rarely does that because in Hong Kong there are no guns. You know, it's, it's, they've got very strict gun crime crouching laws. Crouching behind cover, hidden dragon. <laughs> That's <So> rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a really failed shit, spin. Off. That's join in. <laughs> so Sleeping Dogs is is one I think people are going to have missed. Um, mm. Another one, Slender. Slender, I love Slender. I think Slender would be a really good one to play at Christmas when it's dark outside because obviously there's a great tradition between Christmas and horror stories, particularly ghost stories. I think Slender would be quite good to play. You can probably do it in about 20 minutes, half an hour, depending how successful you are. And it's, it's not so much a game as it is, you know, this weird experience where you're put into a map and you have to collect pages from a scattered manuscript. And as you collect each page... You're in a, a forest, a right? A presence really in this forest. forest begins to stalk you and you can hear him behind you and you turn around and sometimes you can spot him in the distance waiting for you, Alan Michael Myers from Halloween. And as you continue walking, next time you look around, if you dare to look around, he might be closer until he's right in your face. So it's kind of this experience. I think it's, you know, it's free to download. Yeah, I mean, there's a few games on this list that are a bit free or very, very cheap PC games that anyone with a you know basic laptop can run that they might have missed that are awesome. Slender properly fucked up my mind. Yeah, and I think in a year weeks. where, you know, one of the trends of this year, and we'll see it at the beginning of next year with Dead Space 3, is the survival horror as a genre doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. as a viable commodity anymore for big publishers yeah, it's it just doesn't work horror. anymore it has to be diluted with explosions and set pieces to appeal to people who like explosions which is apparently everyone in the mainstream even though horror movies take loads of money yeah, I still don't get that mm. I, think I, that don't I think video game publishers underestimate what people want from video games well I think video game publishers I don't think horror games have to be like Slender Bruce horror games don't have to be hundreds of millions of dollars in production like horror movies in Hollywood you get away with making a great Hollywood um, horror movie on a low budget, and then it will make you a huge margin because it costs very little to make. I don't think the ambitions for a horror game have to be that big. Like Slender, yeah, which, which is, is basically yeah, an experiment. Which is what you want, and it's properly terrifying in a way that Resident Evil 6 wasn't, for instance. You know what, two survival horror games um, that are newish. Dark Souls is, in my opinion, survival horror yeah. as much as it's everything else. And Zombie U. Yeah. One of the reasons it's getting such mixed reviews is that it's properly hardcore survival horror. It's incredibly difficult and scary and quite difficult and hard to control. But I've played enough of Zombie U to know that I will never play all of it because it genuinely frightens me too much. Yeah. But I if you're into survival that. horror, then think about picking that up. Another horror game that's on this list actually is Project Zero Two on Wii. I've not played it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, I haven't actually. I haven't it? either. But it was. It was very got a great review from us, and I saw someone play it for a while. My boyfriend was playing it for a bit, and it looked fucking great. But again, passed everyone completely by when that came out. That might be quite a nice swan song for your Wii. Yeah. Mm. Another two um, really cool downloadable PC games um, are Dear Esther and Thirty Flights of Loving. Both of them were basically made as mods, and Thirty Flights of Loving tells a more impressive and intriguing story in its you know 10 15 minutes than most games manage at all it's it's a fascinating i don't want to spoil anything about it because you just basically again it turns you plops you into a world first person and just shows you stuff and you know it's, it's very very you know it's basically a linear corridor thing but it's still experiential it's like an experiential story and it's great same with dear esther 
which is a game which you you're a guy on an island on like a Scottish island and it's exceptionally beautiful this game and you're on a Scottish island alone and it's got this really kind of very florid slightly overwritten actually but very florid sort of poetic sort of madman lines that are just spoken as narration as you go around so you'll see something and there'll be a few lines about that or just random non sequiturs and he starts talking about this person called Esther and over the course of the game you figure out what the island is why he's there and what happened to Esther and it's it's just really it only takes about that's, a couple hours to get through it's very different from my experience of visiting a Scottish island I went on a geography school trip <laughs> and part of it was basically I don't know why they did this maybe our teachers were bullying us but we had to collect mud and to test what kind of soil it was, we had to spit on it and make it into bagels. That does not that sound, sound scientifically healthy. viable. And you have to like spit on it and then try to form the soil, the, the dirt, into different shapes. Mm, and if you could fold it, you basically craft a bagel shape, then it was one type of soil loam. Mm. You, you, nice. you're nodding in, Chris. Yeah, yeah no. You've done that in your yeah. day, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So not like the arrester. English, Although that English would be education interesting. Really Imagine up. that yeah. for a game. Imagine that as a mini game in DRS. <laughs> I didn't do it with soil. I, would, I didn't do it with soil. I did it with my own excrement. Someone was definitely bullying you. It was a, it was a rough time. <laughs> another another game that I'm told is freaking great, which is out on Friday in the UK actually, but it came out a little while ago in the US. Is Zero Escape: Virtue's Last Reward? Pithy. Yeah, it's called Virtue's Last Reward in, in the UK. Um, but apparently that's a this bit is on Vita and 3ds. Vita and 3ds. That's right. Downloadable and in boxes. And it's like it's a, it's a visual novel, which is um, a Japanese genre, where basically it's like a text adventure. Almost, well, not a text adventure. It's a graphic adventure. So it's like a graphic novel in game form. And I've been I've been said it's a bit like it's a bit like Catherine, but better. Really? That's I what I've been that Catherine told. came out this year, actually. Yeah. Well, it did for us, of course. Yeah. Mm. If you didn't play Catherine, play it. But we we've, we've witted on about Catherine quite a lot. Yes. And then also, Dragon's Dogma is another one, I think, is you might have missed it, but play it because it's a great Christmas game because you'll be more willing to put up with, with its uh, little idiosyncrasies. So like, there's no, like, fast travel. Is that right? No fast travel whatsoever. You've got to walk for If you miles. walk to the top of a mountain, you're stuck there. I quite see. I, I quite <laughs> can't like that, get back. I like that in Morrowind and stuff. But did you see what the hilarious like balls up by Capcom today? No. Um, where did they do another watermarked... Um, no, someone said hmm. to them, so... Game cover. Uh, you, he's like, so when is Dragon's Dogma coming to PC? And um, someone from the Capcom account tweeted, very soon. Um, and so loads of sites picked up on it and wrote it. Um, and then Capcom were like, yeah, no, that was a mistake. No, it, it, it's definitely 110% not in development for PC. You think someone would have told the community team, Whoops. really, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So if, there if, was, if in doubt, there was about half an hour. Don't say yes. Yeah, just, you know, don't be. And especially soon? very Next soon. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think we should start tweeting at more like accounts. Just, yeah. just going, is it coming? Up? Yeah, why not? Just see, we can get quite a lot. Where's of news Resident Evil Seven, Capcom? Where's Resident Evil Seven Next on June. my Game Boy Advance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that person will be working for Capcom's account that much longer. There's a couple other things on this list: Hotline Miami, which is a fantastic neon, yeah, yeah. Um, very retro murder it? fest. It's yeah. Is it quite like Drive? Is that just yeah? A uh, yeah, no, no. That is, that is like Drive. A very good. It's, it's Drive. It's a bit like Drive the game, except with all the boring bits cut out and just the violence. Yep. But stylistically, it's very much like Drive. It's the got game. a kick-ass soundtrack. Yeah, it's got an amazing soundtrack. It's Does great. Does it have Ryan Gosling? Basically, your um, does it have Ryan Gosling? Uh, yes, I'll just go with yes. Because otherwise, it stars not Ryan Gosling. Good. How's that? I want Ryan Gosling in every game now. 
Can we do a, a Tumblr of Ryan Gosling in games? Just his face on things like the Dragon in Skyrim. Well, you know what? Ryan Gosling Tumblrs are still a big thing on the internet. Are they really? We'll probably do that oh, on our not new the first. Well, we, are. <laughs> we could do that on our new Instagram account, our new IGN. Yeah, we do have account. a new IGN Instagram account with lots of really cool pictures. Yeah, I still Tumblr. don't really know what Instagram is. Neither do I. It's, it's a picture sharing, picture sharing. Okay, it's like thing. a stripogram. Kind of. A bit. But except Only for Instagram. A bit, but not. Instant. They don't take their I don't know what it is. Is it just like putting filters on all the pictures? Is that yeah, what we're it's doing? basically I, making everything sepia toned. I've heard it described as it's Twitter for people that can't read. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. And also aren't really photographers, but like to think they are. But I mean, I it, does, it does make your pictures look good. Although it, it makes does. them look old, so when future generations are looking back at these pictures, they're, like, they're wow, going to they're really they're well, I told you about my app oh. idea. No, what's that? But basically, I want to make an app that, that in 10 years' time will remove. Instagram filters from your pictures. Basically, you know all those photographs from your, you know, when you were younger that you fucked on up London that you want back. Here you go. It will remove the filters for you. Do this it. is what it looked like. This is what it actually yeah. looked like. Do you remember this? <laughs> the, I like the filters. Her face wasn't cracked. It didn't look. You like haven't got a scratch <laughs> coffee book. It's actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I went to a wedding last year, and the uh, the photographer was basically using Instagram mm. to do the photography. What? So all of the pictures had stupid anomalies on them on it, on them. It just we all looked like we had little blood spots on our faces because of the you know exposure <laughs> spots of the and things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always go, for, always go. Never for go measles for the fish. Uh, Never go for the fish. Smallpox. Um, <laughs> That's what's in the favors on the table. <laughs> Just little, <laughs> little vials of smallpox. <laughs> I we come to a wedding, dickheads. Great. Uh, we've gone off topic. There's a few more. There's a few more. What's <laughs> yeah. about Okami Slightly. HD. Okami HD downloaded. Haven't played, but one was it? Wonderful uh, game. It's the closest. The game that's the only game that's ever beaten Zelda. It's foxy. at being Zelda. Zelda with a wolf. It's fantastic. <laughs> Zelda with a wolf. Zelda with a wolf. But then Zelda did that. <laughs> Not Twilight Princess. Yeah, well, yeah. Zelda with a wolf isn't that. Twilight Princess. That was harsh. Oh, I'd forgotten all about that. It was You've about... I think about, the word is repressed, Gaz. I think it was about nine years, nine months after Okami came out, Twilight Princess came out, and I was like, oh, they just did Zelda with a wolf. Yeah. Spelunky. Never played. Spelunky's great. Um, really brutal platformer out on Xbox Live and also on the PCs. Tokyo Jungle, yes, no, batshit insane that. thing where you can conquer Tokyo with a Pomeranian. I've played that, very enjoyable. Um, it's got quite a lot of replay value, global leaderboards and stuff. Yeah, you basically either play It's not featureless, Luke. What's great oh. about it? Well, you know, you play a herbivore or carnivore and you can play like as um, a rabbit or a tiger or a velociraptor. Can you kill a velociraptor as a rabbit? Uh, Yeah, if you're, but like, good, good fucking luck. But you can. Right, um, so you can kill paper. a velociraptor as a rabbit. Pretty much. It's good shit. I'm sold. Um, I'm, I'm actually downloaded that. I'm going to play it. PS3 Binary Domain. Yes, I haven't played it. You're looking at me, but I haven't played it. But I know people who absolutely adore that game. Do you think it's brilliant? Like, and do you think it's absolutely criminal that it was kind of forgotten about? It's like a Blade Runnery, Platinum yeah, Gamesy, bit Mass Effect as well. Bit Mass Effect, apparently. yeah, because it's like a branching narrative and there's a karma system in it as well. Mm. I thought oh, I played a little bit of it and I thought it was a bit crude, but maybe that's just because I didn't I see very much of it. I think it's more what happens as you progress. It was one of those quite sad games that I looked at and I thought, oh no, it's a Japanese developer trying to do a Western game and not doing it very well. But apparently I'm totally wrong about that and it subverts things. So that's another thing to play. And the last few, Frog Fractions. I don't know what that is. No. Maybe someone wrote this as a joke. What's Frog Fractions? Anyone know what Frog Fractions is? No. Great. Okay, well there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Look that up. There you go. (laughs) Velocity, a PlayStation Mini. An excellent PlayStation Mini you can get on Vita or PS3. Great, like, puzzle vertical shooter, which is awesome. And, um... New Star Soccer 
for iPhone and iPad. My flatmate played the shit out of that. I just all I saw I all I saw for about four months is everyone on Twitter <laughs> just saying how much they were playing that. And you know what? It looks rubbish. <laughs> like graphic I don't understand it. It must be amazing. Like yeah. everyone loves game? it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to play like any more football iPhone games. iPhone and tablet. Okay. I want someone to look. Can you look at it for yeah, us and see course. if it genuinely is worth I'll playing? Report back next week. Yeah, I do. Although our readers could do the same, couldn't they? Yes. Mm. Please tell us if you have any games that you think we might have missed this year that we didn't mention just then. Please email us at IGN UK feedback. It's IGN UK feedback <laughs> at IGN. Isn't it? That's yes, the w- that is. No, the one. no, it's not IGN UK feedback at IGN dot com. Isn't it? No, it is. It is. <laughs> I thought it was. Right, IGN UK feedback at IGN dot com. Everyone, in case you didn't get or that. Or tweet us at IGN UK on Twitter or Facebook forward slash IGN UK. Yes. So tell us what games do you think we might have missed? What's something awesome that you played that might have slipped through, slipped under the radar? Or just this year? say hello. Right say now, can we please go back to the future? <laughs> it worked because we started off in the future and we're going back. So what's out this week? What's it, out films wise, Chris? Film wise, uh, we have Gambit. Ooh. Anyone seen that in here? <laughs> I went to see it. You did it's on Monday, just, didn't you? It's just rubbish. Yeah. It's just really boring. Actually, I think it's slightly embarrassing that Colin Firth has done that. And Alan Rickman's Alan done Rickman, that. Man. And Cameron Diaz has done that for that. Your well. review it made me annoyed with the film. It's just <sighs> annoying. It's, it's a comedy without laughs. It seems to think Colin Firth having his trousers come off over a 20 minute scene. It's funny. I think and my mum would like that, if I'm honest. Oh, I don't. Mm. Is um, Colin Firth a, a mum kind of actor now? Yeah. Yeah. Has he ever not been? Yeah. Wasn't Colin Firth Darcy? Mr. Darcy? Yeah. yeah. Well, he wasn't a mum actor then. Then he was a young. Oh, lady. I bet the mum still, still likes him. Yeah, he was the housewife favourite. Yeah. Was he? I bet the mum yeah. still likes him. Darcy. The Radio Times readers, he was a big deal then. Yeah. Um. God, they, how, de- the- how depressing would it be to have your career defined by emerging from a lake in a wet shirt? Yeah. Oh, not bad. He's done alright. Yeah. He's, he's won, he won Best Actor Oscar. He's done alright. Has he? For what? King's Speech. Speech. Oh. Of um, course, I forgot about that. It's written by the Coen brothers. Yeah, but it? I imagine that that's something they wrote almost as a writing exercise and <laughs> it was left on someone's desk. Uh, it was a re was a reimagining a of a Michael Caine movie from late it's, 60s. I think they wrote that script 10 years ago. What's the premise yeah. of the film? It's kind of... Um, it's like a heist, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Harry Dean. Colin Firth plays a Monet expert and he works for a shit of a boss. He curates his private collection of impressionist artwork and he basically wants to get his own back on his shit of a boss by forging a painting and hoodwinking him. That sounds good. It. Yeah, but it's just not executed in any sort of... in a way that's funny or ingenious or enjoyable or exciting. It's just embarrassing and strange. And you think with the, one of those comedies, the, the the dialogue has to be really snappy and really like witty and fast. And it's not. It's just kind of mm. crap. <laughs> I'm not even just crap. So Sad times that. for Gambit. Yeah. Um, but do see End of Watch because everyone says it's brilliant. I keep missing screenings. It's a new cop movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, look at that one. Yeah, and it's got good reviews across the board. From the Rise of a Training Day. Yeah, Tommy Butler yeah. gave it five stars for AskMen.com. Go see that, and then there's Silver Linings Playbook, which is apparently hot Oscar contender, yeah. good-looking people, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. I thought the trailer was horrible, but the trailer. But the I, was like, I was like, oh, oh but the David O. Russell's directed it. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. The the poster's really weird for it, says because it's a Silver Lining, linings, and then Playbook is a tiny little font below it because that's a terrible title. Silver yeah, Linings, title. fine. Yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah, it's it's a romantic comedy about kind of mental health issues. 
Okay. So it's going to be quite challenging. But yeah, apparently, apparently okay. I don't know. Games. Any good games coming out? So The Walking Dead Episode 5 is out now. It's been out since Tuesday. Play it. In all seriousness, The Walking Dead is extremely high on our IGN Games of the Year contention list right now. Yeah. Play the first four, though. Play the first four first. Yeah, don't just play Episode 5. That would kind of ruin the point. Um, I've played Has anyone else played it? You've, you've started, I started it, episode one. Tom started it. So it just kind of bypassed me, to be honest. I I, I, doubt, I bought <clears> episode <throat> one when it came out. And just and then the kind of phenomenon around it started well, this is the, thing. the last couple of months. Episode one was like... So they made a Walking Dead episode, at Tell, and it was Telltale. And Telltale, honestly, have made pretty much a total hash of Back to the Future and Jurassic Park as yeah. adventure games. So nobody was excited about the Walking Dead adventure game. And then they made the first episode, everyone was like, it's not terrible. In fact, it's actually quite good. And then second episode was like, shit, this is still quite good. And then the third episode was extraordinary. And then the fourth was exceptional as well. And the fifth, it's the most emotionally powerful experience I've ever had in a video game, including Journey. I guess they were learning how to do it. No, actually, they've basically outsourced all the writing to oh, right. an actual. Is that the thing that's made the difference? With yeah, that's what that's what it is. Oh. The whole the so whole mechanically, game is, that. is it any better than the what Back to the Future games? I'm not playing the Back to the Future game. It is mechanically basically it's a um, point and click adventure without puzzles, so yeah. it's just got quite it's, it's quite simple. It's, quite and it's got a weird some action scenes. To, like explain to people how you actually control it because it's like use right analog to move a cursor to items that you can interact with. So there's still a bit of. It's a bit that you, you have to find stuff. You have to walk around and find things, and there's some obviously zombie killing and stuff involved in it. But I, I think of it as as an interactive TV series yeah. over five episodes that are about you know between two and five hours long each. And I mean th- it really is extraordinary, including Journey. It's the most it's it's so br- if you want to be a part of the conversation about narrative and video games, you have to play The Walking Dead. It's ex- exceptionally good. Is there going to be a second series of it? Yes, they're going to do a second series. Oh, I really hope that's public knowledge. I think it is. Yes. Cool. What else we got? Lego Lord of the Rings. Which apparently is amazing. You've been looking forward to this, haven't you, Dan? Yeah, um, because Lego Batman 2 came out this year, and Lego games have been around for a long time. They've made a lot of them, and they seem to actually, after having a slight dip, seem to have got better and more creative. Lego Batman 2 was basically open world, wasn't it? Yeah, and it just had a great variety, a lot of ideas. You know, you think... As they iterate upon Lego Batman, it would actually become more and more staid. But actually, it became more and more imaginative. And apparently, Lego Lord of the Rings is almost probably the best Lego game in the series. Some people I know adore it. Yeah, some people have been telling me it's that it's... It's all of, of Middle-earth. Better than the films. You can walk from Hobbit the Shire all the way to Mordor to get an achievement. And it's mm. huge. Um, that is just... I mean, it sounds amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. I think also... Um, what was the low point for the Lego games? Was it Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe? Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty crap. I mean, it was it had a lot of personality, but game-wise, it was really boring and repetitive. Like, um, Indiana Jones 2. Well, I didn't need to do Indiana Jones Lego 2, did they, really? No. I love the Harry Potter ones. Um, your favourite game of the year, Hitman. Hitman Absolution. Played a bit, actually. Actually, good game. I just find the premise kind of disgusting. Because he's bold. Yeah, I hate bold <laughs> men. And no, I, I don't That's get that right. much pleasure out of out of killing people, to be honest, in video games, which sort of makes Hitman not real really life. my game. Yeah. Just in real life. <laughs> um, and then Planet Side 2 is finally out of beta and has been released and is impressing PC gamers the world over. Who are easily impressed. Yes. Really not. <laughs> no, no, it's genuinely good. It's great. It's kind of stolen a bit of Dust 514's Thunder, I think. Mm. I've heard that. But it's, it's nonetheless really, really good. It's free to play as well, isn't it? 
Um, I yes, it's, free to download. Uh, it's a Sony. It's a Sony game. Yeah, so, so free to play, but it's not on PlayStation Three. But I mean, the word on the street is that there's likely to be some. It's likely to come to PS Three eventually. When Dust Five and Four does. So two open world space shooters, <laughs> <laughs> probably released simultaneously. Brilliant. One published by Sony. Wonder how that's going to go. We'll see. We've got a little bit of reader feedback. We have. They our first bit. They've got their hands on something we don't have yet. It's true. We. David Trevino has a Wii U. Lucky you, David Trevino. We literally still don't have a Wii U. We've got a debug Wii U. Somewhere. But nothing to play on it. Yeah, no games. They sent us a a debug unit and no games. Well done, Nintendo. He says, I just wanted to share my Wii U buying experience. It came out yesterday when he bought it on on launch day. He said he didn't pre-order, but he woke up and thought, hey, it's the 18th, the Wii U comes out today. So he went to his local Best Buy and there was no queue at all at 9.30 and opened at 10 and by the time it opened there were only five people waiting they each got a premier Wii U and went home kind of an anti-climax huh yeah it's a little bit he got a full night's sleep and still got the Wii U with no fuss but he was wondering why no fuss there's been very little advertising seems to be a lot of fuss in Times Square, but obviously that was in- orchestrated. And, yeah. I guess. He said, I kind of figured most people thought there'd be none available, so if they did pre-order, they didn't bother coming out. I think this is interesting, because the same thing happened with the Wii, actually. Like, when the Wii actually got released in 2006, was it? Or five? Six. 2006. Christmas 2006. There wasn't that much of a to-do, and the to-do happened afterwards, when lots of people bought one, and Nintendo had deliberately, probably deliberately, not had very much stock, and that's, then people mm, couldn't get one. Yeah, well, that's what I people remember. are saying they're doing this time as yes. well. They're saying that they're keeping <coughs> stock slow to deliberately create demand, and so people, you know, are, are chomping at the bit. And that's they, my theory. That's what everyone's saying. I wonder also if some people feel burnt by uh, the Wii in the first place, mm. with it sitting in their cupboards, and some people are just waiting to see what that's happens with this yeah. one and whether yeah. it has. Because that's what I'm going to do. I don't think they can yeah. see any reason to shell out for the money when they play their Wii as little as they do now. And especially but to be honest, so many I don't, games I don't, ports. But when you when you consider, yeah, the the games have got to come out still. I mean, the Wii the Wii basically had the Wii Tennis moment where you mm. saw Wii Tennis and you thought, I want that, and then you bought it. But do you know what? I don't think many people are that disappointed with the Wii because it was reasonably cheap and they probably got what they wanted out of it. I mean, Wii, was Wii Sports on its own worth 179 pounds? I think a lot of people probably say, yeah, sure. Uh, the novelty wore off pretty quickly for me, though. Mm. I played it, played it a lot for a very short period mm. of time. And then when like, you realise you were getting no better at tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is bullshit. Wimbledon is still beyond your reach. Or I could go outside and play tennis. I'm still <laughs> waiting until we actually get the Wii U. Like, I'm I'm still positive about about it. I thought Nintendo Land was great. But I, I, I don't know, again, I don't know how long it'll last. You know, maybe mm. it'll be a fun thing to play for Christmas and then yeah. I'll never feel the urge to ever use a gamepad yeah, ever again. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll it'll be very interesting. But yeah. I think it's always foolish to underestimate Nintendo, as has been proven yeah. by everything, including the 3DS this last yeah. year. Yeah. This year? Do sure. not doubt them. Do not doubt them. Um, one last bit of reader feedback. It's not really feedback. This is from Kevin Jackson, who lives in Luton. It was his birthday on the 16th of November. Happy birthday, oh. Kevin. And he's same, asking... Same as me. Oh, same as Richard Burpark. He's basically saying... Um, I didn't get a present at all. Could I get you guys to say hello to me on the podcast? No. Oh, <laughs> no. You grumpy bastards. Cheers. At the end of the podcast. Sorry, Kevin. Happy birthday, Happy Kevin. Happy birthday, Happy Kevin. Birthday. Kevin. Hope you had a lovely day. Yeah. Yeah. And on that lovely note, I think we will end podcast number 162. Mm. It's oh. coming towards the end of the year now, guys. This is it. I know. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right here next week. And uh, till then, stay safe. See you later. Stay safe. What are they going to do? What's everyone going to do? It's getting dark early. Why, yeah. so. why is this happening? Bye. 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 <laughs> stay safe.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.